2: That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion, BlueNile.com.
0: welcome back to the south end zone podcast i'm your host jason week three college football is over in the books and we're looking towards week four got the full crew alongside with you and we'd like to welcome back hunter Baloo. welcome back to the world of american football did you get a sunburn down there carrying an 85 pound mickey mouse around disney world last week how you doing man
1: i did i got a sunburn and um, i averaged about 10 miles a day went through a Pretty new pair of shoes. Had to go buy some more. Didn't really watch much football. And I'm going to use that as my excuse for my lousy picks this
0: week well your picks have been pretty lousy every week but uh hey, yeah, fuck we'll, you. We'll, go, <laughs> we'll go we'll go with that uh timmy how you doing bro
3: i'm good man i just want to say that hunter's got some huge Wavos coming back on here after the thumping he's been taking the last couple of weeks i don't actually think he was even down in disney world i think he was hiding out somewhere in somebody's basement riding it out seeing if we were gonna gonna forget about it
0: yeah that that crossed my mind. I haven't seen any Disney World pictures on Facebook or anything like that so
2: that's that's because I'm not on Facebook.
0: I'm just saying you could have been hiding. Eric, how you doing man?
2: I'm good. I uh looking forward to week 4 a, a little bit. It's not a great slate of games. Week 5 is going to be awesome, but uh there was some pretty interesting stuff to talk about, some stuff worth uh digging in deeper on.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh week 4 a little bit a uh, little bit low on the elite game slate, but uh we're still going to dig into it and look at it and see where we're going to go from here. But looking at this previous week's games, I mean, the game obviously that I was paying attention to the most was Alabama and Florida. And I got to be honest, man, I think Alabama's pretty beatable, especially with uh, any kind of team that can really run the ball, you know, and has a good offensive line, teams like Georgia, you know, whatever. I think they got a. Bunch of flaws, and I don't think uh, the gap is quite as wide as it was last year. What do you think, Timmy?
3: I think you're you're probably closer uh, to being right about that than you are wrong for this game in particular. You know, early on, I thought Alabama did a good job offensively handling the pressure Florida was throwing at them. They were countering it with quick passes and screens, and Florida couldn't stop it in the first half. But then, you know, the second half was a, a, a separate ball game. You know, they made a good second-half adjustment, and they didn't abandon the run. Florida came out and just ran the ball down their throat. And at the end of the game, that, that two-point conversion to tie it up was was pretty brutal, in my opinion. Emory Jones has got to hand that ball off to Malik Davis. He can't just sit there and try to read it for that long. That hesitation killed that, that play into the ground before it even started. But, um, yeah, I think – the book uh, you know the books' out on Alabama you know if you can run the ball uh well you could have a, a formula to beat them
0: yeah I, I think that's I think you're right on there that that play call that you uh that you're talking about there the two point conversion that that was a sort of a questionable play call and but I will say this I mean all the talk going in i mean even eric talked about it um the anthony richardson kid the freshman and he didn't play this week but i don't want to hear anything else about that kid i thought emory jones played lights out i mean yeah we know he's not a great passer but i mean the dude just i mean he he laid it all out on the field man i don't want to hear anything else about anthony richardson i feel like emory jones is the guy for them
2: i think he's he's the guy but you know you also can't turn around and just deny what what Anthony Richardson has done so far or what he could bring to the team. I'm not saying replace him. I think the Richardson kid, I think you've got to get him snaps he's just he's too good to sit there and watch that's all
1: yeah I mean as far as the play call goes uh, you know if they score there, no one even questions it we got a ball yeah, it's a great game. play call you're right It's how it always goes so i I mean yeah, he did hold on to the if anything, don't question the play call, question the quarterback because he read that for way too long uh And it really, to me, it looked like if he would have held that fake and then pulled it, he might have had a better chance to get in than just sitting there. What was he doing? Just holding the ball in the breadbasket of his running back.
3: Yeah, I don't know, and and I'm definitely not questioning the play call. I think it was a good play call with the way they were running on them all game. Just Like you said, he was just hesitating for way, way too long, and you can't give them Bama boys that much time because they just swarmed it.
0: Well, I felt very fortunate that we actually made that stop. Um, But, you you know, you said a second-half game. It was more like three quarters. I mean, it was 21-3 after the first quarter, but it was all Florida after that. I mean, Alabama was on its heels the entire game. They were gassed. I mean, Florida was just running it right down their throat, like you said. I was really impressed. And looking at the SEC East, we kind of felt like it was Georgia and everybody else. But I don't know that Georgia can just go out and beat Florida on a neutral field now. I mean, Florida vastly exceeded mine and I think most of our expectations
3: yeah but at the same time i think we've seen it happen a couple of times this year where a team looks really good against a good opponent and then they go out and lay an egg the next week so who knows
0: yeah and speaking of teams laying eggs um uh, how about oklahoma barely squeaking by nebraska eric i know you watched that game uh, what i mean to I me did. spencer rattler i don't want to hear nothing else about that dude for the heisman trophy like what i mean give me a rundown
2: what happened Give him the business, Eric. Okay, well, in terms of the Heisman Trophy, yeah, I agree. Now, he's not the reason that they only beat Nebraska by seven at home and were lucky to actually win that game if you look at, at some of the mistakes Nebraska made. He played fine. He, he was okay. You know, he completed around two-thirds of his passes, uh, like 220, Threw a touchdown. He ran in a touchdown. He he was good, but Oklahoma's defense cannot tackle a soul, and <laughs> they they cannot. We talked about it because um, I watched the two lane game in yeah, week the one. Defense is terrible. It, it's bad, and you know the defense was good last year. You know the, their defense. They were twenty fifth or twenty sixth in the country in yards per play allowed. And I didn't look up. I'm sure. I can't imagine they're in the top half of 130 schools. But their defense is just. They're lucky to only give up 16 points because Nebraska. is not
3: just. Big 12 bad, but it's like really bad. Right.
2: Yeah, even I mean not even like framed against like an SEC or a Big 10 defense. Like even for the Big 12, I think they're subpar. They just cannot tackle. And that was that was how that game got so close is Oklahoma couldn't tackle and Nebraska could, right? When when mm-hmm. Oklahoma is is going and they're Oklahoma as we know them it's because the quarterback is hitting receivers on the move in space and then they're just gobbling up yards after catch and that did not happen Saturday Nebraska did a really really good job getting to the ball open field tackling uh and and limiting that um god just Oklahoma's defense I just I can't believe I feel like an idiot for laying 22 points on with that defense
0: yeah well I did the same thing I bet it and that I I was on a loser there. And Oklahoma's got West Virginia coming to town this week. I I yeah, don't know what out. to think about that. I don't know what to think about that game. I mean, I think the spread was 16 and a half the last time I saw. I don't think West Virginia is very good, but speaking of them, Timmy, tell me about this West Virginia Virginia Tech game, man. I feel like Virginia Tech gave that one away in the first quarter. I mean, am I wrong there?
3: Yeah, no, you ain't wrong. That was a heartbreaker, man. Um, It was just one of those games where, you know, West Virginia is hyped up. They got a big-time rivalry opponent coming into their house, and it's one of those rivalries that hasn't been played a lot recently because of the movement in conferences. But, um, yeah, they, they rode the momentum early and jumped out to a big lead, and, you know Virginia Tech was kind of on their heels, but once they got settled down, they kind of controlled the game. You know there was a lot of questionable offensive play calling from them that you know held them out of the end zone that I don't even want to get into. <laughs> it's it's just gonna make me angry. Yeah, to for them to be up by that much at the beginning of the game and to almost come back and win it in the final seconds. You know I'm not down on the team, but it's definitely a, a kind of a crushing loss at least for for morale. <sighs>
0: Yeah, I can't disagree there. I watched it; it was. Uh, I thought they were going to pull it out there at the end, but no such luck. But I do want to move on to, I guess, what we would say the biggest game of the week: Auburn on the road at Penn State. I feel like an idiot. I said I had no faith in Sean Clifford. <laughs> the dude was almost perfect in the game, and I think the biggest takeaway from this—and I want to get Hunter's opinion on this because he's an LSU fan—and that's you know, LSU is one of the most hostile environments. I think what we've like forgotten in the COVID year is that home field advantage is a real thing
2: yeah it matters now
0: it, it does it matters and last year it didn't there were no fans in the stands so you know Auburn going on the road to the wideout I mean how big of a difference do you think that made Hunter
1: well I've been to a Penn State game during a wideout and it, you know it just it sounds kind of cliche oh whiteout, but did Penn State you know I'm an LSU fan and we have a rowdy home crowd we get we get loud Penn State is fucking awesome to go to. Even if you don't like football, it'll turn you into a football fan. Those fans are freaking rowdy, man. And I don't know. I kind of expected Penn State to win this, but I I do agree that home field advantage plays a huge factor. I mean, you saw it across all sports last year, not just football. You know, my main sport is soccer, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. But last year in soccer was the most ridiculous finish we've ever had in soccer because there was no fans in the stands. It gives energy, man. But it's just... It drives – it's like Texas A&M, the 12th man. You know, it's it, it, it helps.
3: Well, to that point, I'd like to start seeing more of these, you know, early season non-conference big-time matchups played at one stadium or the other and not on the neutral site like we see, you know, in the week ones and the week twos. Um, and give those home fans a chance to cheer for their team, man.
0: Well, I think you're already starting to see that. Alabama's played a neutral side openers as long as I can. I mean, the entire Saban era. But now, all their future scheduling is home and homes. And you're starting to see that everywhere. I mean, looking at that game, I think Auburn, I mean, it was a valiant effort. I think it boiled down to two things for them. One, the turnover right out of halftime just killed them. And two, play calling. I don't know that I've seen (laughs) a worse, like, four downs of play calling there where it was fourth and goal and he throws the ball basically out of bounds. Just a one-on-one ball? I I don't know. They had a ton of success running the ball. I would have just kept pounding the rock. I don't know what you think about that, Timmy.
3: I mean, for the game itself, I thought it kind of boiled down to two things. Uh, One of them was, you already mentioned, Sean Clifford. And basically what they did with him was everything that we all talked about kind of during our Big Ten preview for Penn State. You know, they kept the game manageable for him. They didn't ask him to throw the ball 40 or 50 times. And they got Jahan Dots in the ball, man. And he was a big factor in that game, not just catching, but just his presence on the field opened things up for everybody else. And then the second thing for me was on the flip side, Bo Nix was fairly pedestrian. And Auburn couldn't get those big plays in the passing game, and they were relying solely on the run attack. And Penn State ain't going to let you do that. They're not going to let them just beat you running the ball. They're too sound for that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's kind of Bo Nix's, you know, M.O. is that he plays – Pedestrian on the road, you know, but I, I don't know very many quarterbacks that could have went into that kind of environment and uh, really been successful. The list has got to be short, but I do want to move on from this and uh, get to the picks, or sorry, get to the um, studs and duds. So I'm going to start with Eric. Give me your stud and your dud of the week.
2: All right, uh, my stud is Jackson Dart, who is a freshman quarterback at the University of Southern California. Who uh, mm-hmm. that's a that's a that's a team I've been fairly critical of so they were on the road at wazoo after their plane tried to tip over um i don't know if you guys saw that but but yeah on the road at wazoo uh they're down 14 nothing late in the second quarter and slovis comes out with an injury uh jackson dart who had never taken a snap in college uh comes in and all he does is go 30 for 46 for 391 yards and four touchdowns uh usc scored 45 unanswered points to win by 31 in the the first post clay helton era game so uh he's he's my guy he played well and now on the dud side on the dud side i hate doing this because i'm i'm really pulling for this kid he's been through a lot already but uh i cannot overlook the four turnovers uh Mackenzie milton of florida state had a rotten no good very bad day on saturday <laughs> against weak forest uh Eleven to sixteen for hundred and nineteen yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and two fumbles lost, and they lost by three touchdowns. So, not uh, not his finest moment, but I am optimistic that he'll he'll bounce back and be better going forward. Timmy,
0: how many games is Florida State going to win?
2: Um, I don't know, maybe three,
3: four <laughs> <laughs> at best. I mean, they're atrocious.
2: I think three is probably the best bet.
3: Sad to see how far they've fallen.
2: I don't know how Norvell can survive
0: it. I hope he does because, I I mean, he's a good guy, good coach, but it's going to be hard to keep them players motivated. I think they're going to be 0-4 after this week.
3: Yeah, not when you're getting thumped every week like that. Yeah. All
0: right. So, Timmy, I'm going to kick it over to you. Give me your stud and your dud of the week.
3: Uh, So my stud is somebody we just talked about, Jahan Dotson at Penn State. His stat line, 10 catches, 78 yards and a touchdown, but it was a lot more than that for me. Some of the catches that he made, any other receiver – Uh, has no shot at bringing those balls down. They were just ridiculous catches. Um, And then he had that big hitter on the backwards pass from Clifford that he threw like 30 yards downfield to the tight end. Like, you kidding me? Some quarterbacks can't even make that throw. You kidding me? And he was such a big factor in the game, like I mentioned earlier. Just his presence on the field drew a lot of attention, and it opened up things like the tight ends running down the seam that they hit three or four times for big plays. And that's just the definition of a stud performance in my book, man. On the duds side of the house we're going over to another four turnover special with your boy Derek King at Miami uh he had two picks and gave away two fumbles and anytime you turn the ball over four times by yourself you're already in the dud of the week category man I mean he had like 388 yards passing but that's because Manny Diaz asked him to throw the ball 60 times and chalk him up man the nail and nails in Miami's coffin dude
0: yeah they it's over for them Michigan State had their way with them. We, You know, we kind of both talked about that, and we'll get to that in the picks. But, I mean, Miami, that, them and Florida State both, it's kind of – it's really sad that, like, two of the biggest programs in Florida are just completely irrelevant. I don't know.
3: Yeah, it's but weird. think about what their preseason prediction was. Like, well, their over-under was like nine games.
0: Oh, I took the over on them. Trust me.
3: I liked them to win the Coastal Division. The
0: ACC is a dumpster fire this year anyway, but – We'll get yeah, to that. Florida Come State's
2: on. was five and a half, which seemed aggressive then and looks absolutely absurd now.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably so. Hunter, I know you didn't watch it much, man, but did you take anything away from this week? You got a stud and a dud?
1: I do, actually. Um, I actually caught a little bit of that uh, North Carolina-Virginia game as they handed Virginia their first loss of the season. I'm sticking with that that ACC, I guess. But, but Josh Downs had eight grabs – for 203 yards and two touchdowns, average of 25-point yards per catch. North Carolina just slung it all over the field. And that was the, the part of that game that I did watch. It was actually really entertaining. I mean, 39-59, to 59, I love watching games like that. Granted, I'm a defense guy. I love watching teams that can play good defense. But it's it's cool to see a shootout every now and then, you know. But I definitely noticed a dud. And it's not any one person or player, but it is the entire Ohio State defense. <laughs> Can you imagine giving up 501 yards to 0-3 Tulsa? We suck. Can they just stop calling themselves the Ohio State now and just call themselves Ohio State? <laughs> That's fucking embarrassing. That is embarrassing. I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed.
0: You know, I think there's a lot of heat up there. I mean, Ryan Day sort of making some changes, scheme changes, you know, who's calling plays, those kinds of things. I mean, I think they'll get it right, but they better get it right in a hurry before they get into the meat of their schedule because i mean really the big 10 east i would argue is probably the deepest division in football now between ohio state michigan penn state michigan state
1: penn state's the obvious favorite i mean it's theirs to win
0: i think it is theirs to win but if you put them on a neutral field with ohio state right now ohio state would be favored
2: oh they'll be favored but they'll get fucking strapped They, they might if they play defense like they have. Yeah, they might.
1: You guys sleeping on Iowa over there, or what? I ain't talking about Iowa. I'm talking about Penn State, Ohio State. To me,
3: that, that's an easy one. Just those two, particularly. Or are you talking about the Big Ten as a whole?
0: I was speaking specifically to the Big Ten East, being the deepest no. division in football with four ranked teams no that all look, you know, really impressive thus far. But I think we can uh, call it a day on that. And you know, it was an exciting week for sure, but. I do want to move ahead uh, and go ahead and look at the picks review. And uh, I'm going to start, unfortunately, at the bottom. Sorry, Hunter. Um,
1: It happens. Somebody's got to be the loser.
0: Yeah, somebody has. I mean, it was me in week one, man. So I've been there.
1: Well, I haven't gone 0-4, so that's good. Got that going for you.
0: Yeah, I'm the only one that's gone 0-4. Thanks for pointing that out. But anyway, Yeah. So you started out with a total. You took LSU Central Michigan under 61. And that did not happen. I didn't watch that game, but apparently LSU's defense is not very good. Nope.
1: Well, the offense wasn't good either. That's why I bet the under. <laughs> <laughs> I thought
3: I read that book when the UCLA game went down.
0: Um, then you you bet on Mississippi State. You, you tried to stick with what you said in the preseason. Mississippi State winning – I think it was seven or eight games, and they went to Memphis, took an L. Now, on that game, I don't know if any of you guys saw it.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a heavily caveated (laughs) (laughs) result.
0: Absolutely. So they should have lost or they should have won that game. The referees totally screwed Mississippi State out of that win.
2: I didn't want
1: to say it cuz I don't want to sound like I was making excuses. Well, it's an L for you nonetheless, weekly. That, <laughs> yes. yes, it is.
0: Unfortunately. You know, unfortunately it in, is. An in my L. defense,
1: since we're on this, there's been several of my picks that have come down to a point or less. So,
2: yeah, I was just going to say Hunters had some terrible terrible like who uh it was a like a middle tennessee state game yeah or something where you tried, where you tried to where you took yeah where you took like 21 and a half and they lost by 22 or something crazy like that right
3: hey man close only counts and horseshoes and hand grenades man you know the rules i'm done defending myself roast away
0: mississippi state they they got screwed there so we're not i don't think any of us are going to fault you for that we all would have picked the same thing uh texas a&m new mexico under 51 That did hit. New Mexico is terrible, and Texas A&M's offense is not that great. So, good pick there. And then upset, you took Purdue over Notre Dame. Mm. I didn't want to say it, but I liked the Irish getting it right there and getting a win. They did not win convincingly. I think – what's Wisconsin right now? Like a a five-and-a-half-point favorite over Notre Dame? Five-and-a-half. Is
2: that right? Five-and-a-half as of this afternoon.
0: Yeah. So, I think – Notre Dame's got some issues, but we'll get to that more here in just a minute. Moving over to – let's see. Let's go over to Eric. Eric, this week, you had a really good week. You, know, you took Oklahoma, and that was your only L of the week. And yeah, I don't and think a, any of us uh, – I don't think any of us are going to fault you yeah, for taking them. Moving on. I mean, on. I laid the points with them, too, and they, they just – laid a giant egg so that one missed wake forest over florida state minus five and a half easy money i mean that wake forest manhandled him florida state sucks we suck fresno state ucla over 62 and a half that hit and then you took your upset pick san diego state over utah was that one of the most exciting games of the week you actually watched the ending of that didn't you
2: i did well so well, kind of yes and no. I watched the last minute of regulation and then all three overtimes and that was almost like a full game worth of action. Like the second overtime featured two missed field goals. Uh the third overtime, uh San Diego State ran the Philly special on on their two-point play uh and got it got it in and then Utah throws a an out to the to the tight end in the flat right at the front pylon that looked good initially and then they replayed it and saw that it was actually incomplete the, the ball moved as he was diving for a catch so it was a there's a lot of stuff going on i was kind of fortunate i had waffled back and forth between that and oklahoma state at boise which uh as it turns out would have would have gone just as well for me so happy about that one
0: yeah would have gone just as well for you and i don't know if anybody saw that boise state game but i saw it and it was the same situation as um yeah i,
2: I, I saw the play you're talking about that's it
0: yep yeah the Boise State got screwed. They should have won the game. They picked up a fumble and ran into the end zone, but the refs blew it dead. But overall, officiating was terrible this weekend. The targeting call in the Auburn game, worst targeting call I've ever seen. I mean, I don't know what they want that kid to do. Is he just let him score? <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, it- targeting calls in general this year have been terrible. There's been quite a few targeting calls
1: this year that I've, I've just shaken my head at. Like, some of them weren't yeah, even they're, close they're- to targeting, they're just yeah i don't know maybe they're they're pushing some kind of agenda with the refs and the ncaa but uh, i don't i
0: don't like it i think it's ruining the sport um uh, i'm gonna move over to timmy uh timmy took uh, north carolina minus eight and a half i warned him against that and he stuck with it and it paid off this week man like so good pick on timmy picking north carolina in the face of four straight uva wins Cincy minus three and a half oh man Michael Penix. Uh, You know, I didn't do my studs and duds, but he would have been my dud this week. Three picks. The guy just can't get it right. So good on Cincinnati. That was actually a pretty good game to watch. Then he took the under in Alabama and Florida, 58 and a half. That did not hit. And then his upset pick, Michigan State over Miami. Timmy, I'd like to get your opinion on that game because Michigan State, I mean, I took them in the spread, but (laughs) man, they... Straight up, went down there and manhandled Miami while Mel Tucker was wearing shorts on the sideline. I don't know if any of you guys <laughs> caught that little tidbit.
3: No, oh, man. I mean, the writing the writing was on the wall, dude. Miami is just in the trash can this year, and Michigan State's looked pretty decent all year. And that, that was just an easy pick, man. I, I knew they were going to go down there and just push those kids around.
0: Yeah. Good call. Looking at my picks really quick, Michigan State plus six and a half that hit. Old Miss, two lane over, 76 and a half. That was easy. Uh, and like I said, I didn't do studs and duds. If I was going to do a stud, it would have been Matt Corral, seven touchdowns. Yeah, I had 300 yards passing, uh, three passing touchdowns, and four rushing touchdowns. I mean, he's the odds-on favorite for the Heisman, I would think at this point. And I don't think it's much of a question mark. It's him and everybody else. And then Fresno State plus eleven and a half, going on the road against my one of my most hated coaches, Chip Kelly, and getting a win. Not only did they cover eleven and a half, they beat them outright. So really, really happy about that
3: one. Man, you're feeling real good about that one.
0: I am. I,
2: <laughs> that's that's I, like I winning. More, that's like winning twice.
0: Yeah, I was more excited about that than Alabama winning. I was like, thank God. And then I took Auburn over Penn State in the upset. We know what happened there. You know, I don't Auburn played good. I mean, for them to even be that close in that kind of environment, I was actually pretty impressed with them. I think they could have a good season. So, total points on the week, Hunter took 1 point, I took 3, and then Eric and Timmy both took 4 points with their upset wins. So, that brings the total in the season to Hunter with 6, me with 8, and Timmy and Eric with 9 apiece. I was just thinking it didn't sound so bad when you read it like that. I'm only two points behind the <laughs> third place. Yeah, man. You get a couple of upset picks, you'll be right back in the mix. Now, against the spread records is a little bit different. Well,
1: good thing we go on the, on the conglomerate here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eric and Timmy are five and four. I'm six and three. Hunter, two and seven. So you better keep hitting them upset
3: picks. Yeah, listeners out there, if Hunter's giving you a line, you better go the other way. <laughs> but listen to the upset. Listen
2: carefully <laughs> yeah. to the upset.
0: Yeah, he's two for three on upsets. So, all right. Um, I think we've beat, beat each other up enough. I I, I want to move on to this week's picks. Um, I'm going to start with either one of you two guys. Um, let's go with Timmy uh, first on picks this week. Timmy, what do you got? Give me pick number one.
3: All right, the first game I'm taking to the bank is Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Wisconsin at minus six. Are you kidding me? This is easy money. And the line opened at Wisconsin one and a half. And then all the odds makers freaking realized that there was a typo and shit their pants. Cause the whole world came in and laid the points for Wisconsin. <laughs> and they're just over there like, Oh my As God, they we, we, we got to change this line immediately. But after watching Notre Dame the last three weeks, they are going to get annihilated by Wisconsin. Um, they're a pretender, you know, they, let Purdue hang around way too long last week. Um, and the score at the end of the game wasn't indicative of how long they let him hang around. Wisconsin straps this week. Book it.
0: Hmm. You know, that's interesting because I don't I don't know that Wisconsin has showed me enough on offense to prove to me that they're just going to roll in and dominate the Irish.
3: This ain't about Wisconsin week, man.
0: I'm not going to fault you there. I certainly wouldn't pick Notre Dame, but just a feeling I kind of like the Irish. Um, But we'll see what happens. Uh, Eric, give me pick number one.
2: What you got? Uh, Pick number one. I'm going to keep riding this horse because it's paid off for me. Uh, Give me Louisville minus two and a half over Florida State or the ghost of Florida State.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well... So you're just going to fade, you're going to permanently fade Mike Norvell is what you're
2: telling me. I'm going to permanently fade the state, the current state of Mike Norvell's program. Yeah. I mean, they've, you know, plus, you know, Louisville, they're they're on their way to eight wins, like I said, a couple months ago. But uh, no, two and a half points, I don't think is just nearly enough, even on the road. Florida State just can't get out of their own way between penalties and turnovers. I don't, I don't see how they keep it that close.
3: You're probably right, but what's the over-under on the amount of interceptions Millie Cunningham has this week?
2: One and a half.
0: One and a half? Give me the over.
3: (laughs) Yeah, give me the over on that.
0: (laughs) All right. We've crushed Eric enough. All right. uh, Hunter, pick number one. Give it to me.
1: To me, this one just jumps right out at me, but I think I'm going to hit on this one for sure. Missouri is favored by one and a half over Boston College. I'm gonna take the points on that one I think Boston College covers they could beat them I think, but I think Missouri is only favored here because they play in the SEC and that that doesn't exactly hold a lot of weight this year. so I just I'm not impressed with what I've seen from Missouri.
0: Yeah me either. I don't fault you. They haven't played pick, anybody actually.
1: and they've given up a lot of points.
0: Yeah, Boston College minus one and a half or plus one and a half there you go plus one and a half. All right, so my first pick uh, <laughs> it's a big line but I don't really care. Give me Oregon minus 28 and a half over Arizona. Arizona is a dumpster fire. They're 0-3, lost to Northern Arizona last week. I don't even know who that is. So I think the Ducks, it's it's in Oregon, so I think the Ducks just roll them by 40 points. So give me Oregon minus 28 and a half.
1: I think that's the rival of Duquesne High School.
0: (laughs) Timmy, give me pick number two.
3: All right, so number two, I'm, I'm going uh, the opposite direction of uh, Hunter Bayless over here. Damn, that's cold. I'm going to lay the points with Mizzou. No Jerkovich, no bueno, man. Boston College is in trouble without him. You know, they played tempo last week. It wasn't pretty. Whoever the, that kid is they got coming in to replace him, he was like 5 of 13 for 34 yards in the first half. And they were like, nope, we've seen enough. Hand the ball off. He only threw the ball two more times the rest of the game uh mizzou's just gonna load up the box and stuff the run and this kid couldn't throw his way out of a paper bag and mizzou's an easy cover here man
0: i love it i thought i think that's our first line of the year where two of us are picking against each other on the same game love that that's the only thing that's going to make this game interesting for me because otherwise i would not watch it um all right eric kick it over to you
2: for round two uh give me west virginia at oklahoma over 58 and a half i don't I don't like either defense, and I think Oklahoma, so far, in the, the two games of them I've watched, offensively, they've left a lot of meat on the bone. Um, and I think uh, I I think they are close to, to kind of unlocking that and getting it right, and I don't think 58.5 is enough, um, especially with, with these two Oklahoma's defense. I just can't speak enough about how little I think of them. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll take that one.
0: I don't think it's a bad pick, but it wouldn't surprise me if Oklahoma just steamrolls them either. I mean, you know, who knows what they're going to do after that egg they laid. But might as well just roll the dice there. Hunter, round two, give it to me.
1: Well, I didn't learn my lesson the first time or the first few times I've bet on LSU. And I'm going to do it again because I do believe that they're going to cover against Mississippi State. They're favored by two and a half. I think they win.
0: I looked at that, but man, I every time I bet against Leech, he screws me.
1: I'm a Leach guy, man. But I don't know. I, I like what I saw from LSU last year. I mean, granted, it was Central Michigan, but I feel like they, they're getting more familiar with throwing the football. I wish they would try to run it some more because I feel like they haven't proven to anyone that they can run the ball. But from what I've seen of Mississippi State, I think LSU will be able to control that game. I think they're going to win. Wow.
3: Well,
0: we'll see. Hopefully it goes better for them than it went last year.
1: And if they win by one point, I'm fucking quitting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just rage quitting. Love it. Love that. All right. Round two for me. Give me Michigan State. I am going to ride Sparty again. I uh, think they're a five point favorite. God damn it! Is that
2: yes, they is are. That?
0: Okay, yeah. So that line is the craziest shit I've ever that, seen in that, my that life. Is that absurd. line, that line opened at Nebraska minus five and a half.
2: Who the fuck are these odds makers? No, we we I agree that was a typo, right? There is no way it that line sw- swung ten points in less than a day.
0: I mean, I I don't know who the fuck would bet on Nebraska to cover five and a half points over Sparty after what we've seen from them. Just, but whatever I'll, I'll ride them. Scott Frost. I'm going to fade him as much as I can. So give me Sparty minus five. I think that's an easy win. I think they run all over them personally. So we're done with round two. Uh, I'm going to kick it back to Timmy. Give me round number three, Timmy.
3: All right. uh, Pick number three. Uh, We're going to have another bit of action on the Oklahoma, West Virginia game. Uh, give me West Virginia with the points here uh, oh at plus God. 16. Uh, Oklahoma hasn't impressed me very much at all. I think 16 is too much uh, against a scrappy West Virginia team. I know the game's in Norman, but I'm not picking them to win outright. I'm picking them to cover. And. Oklahoma, you know, they've let two out of the three bad teams they've played hang around at home this year already, and I just think West Virginia's a better football team than Tulane and Nebraska are, so I think they keep it closer than 16 here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a big line. I think that's a safe pick. Yeah,
2: I don't trust Oklahoma's defense enough to cover, to beat anybody by 16 and a half at this point. I, I I, I like that one. I
1: think Timmy's being a homer.
2: Well, you should know that.
1: Why? I think Timmy saw West Virginia beat Virginia Tech, and all of a sudden he put respect on their name.
2: If you
0: want to crown them, then crown their ass.
3: No, this is not really a West Virginia pick. It's more of a fade Oklahoma pick, if anything. Mm -hmm. Bold move.
0: 100%. I do agree it's a bold move. I'm right there with Hunter. I wouldn't bet that game because I just don't have any faith in West Virginia to go on the road and get a win. But we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, uh, Eric, round three.
2: I was I was torn between two for my third pick. Um, I almost took NC State plus the points against Clemson because Clemson has not impressed me at all on offense. But I also don't know if NC State can can score enough on Clemson's defense to keep up. So I'm going to go a slightly different direction, yet remain in the ACC. Uh, give me North Carolina minus 12.5 at Georgia Tech.
0: Mm-hmm. Love that pick.
2: That might be the safest pick of the week.
0: <laughs> I mean, what the hell? What what was Clemson doing with Georgia Tech? Had to stop them on a fourth and goal from tying it?
3: Well, I don't know how much of that was affected by that, like, four-hour delay or whatever the hell it was.
0: I don't want to hear that. I mean, who can Yeah, Yeah, was like, oh, it's a lightning delay. We had a four-hour delay. I don't give a shit. You're Clemson. You got five stars everywhere. You're playing a team that lost to an FCS school in week one. I don't want to hear that shit. You should roll them by fifty, delay or not.
3: I'll tell you what. Clemson could fuck around and get beat twice this year. Book it.
0: It couldn't happen. They, they might. Wouldn't surprise me the way they're playing. I can't believe I took those guys to win the national title. What the. Was I
2: think? Yeah, I mean that that game was seven to three for two full quarters, and they almost lost that ball on the fumble in the end zone that that could have potentially tied it. So North Carolina looks like a completely different team from Week One.
0: Yeah, Timmy hit that right on the nose. You know, he said they were playing with a chip now after that loss, and playing with a purpose, and they 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 look like it one hundred percent. I agree with that, Hunter. Round three, if you're still awake.
1: I am. I am still awake. Um, Texas A and M and Arkansas. The spread is at, or the the lines at forty seven and a half. I think that's way too low. I think you're looking at two teams that don't particularly have great defenses, but can score points. I mean, Arkansas is averaging over forty points a game. Um, give me the over forty seven and a half.
0: I, I don't dislike that pick. I think nine out of the last ten matchups between them have scored more than forty seven points. That's what I looked at.
1: I mean, they beat University of New Mexico. 34 nothing in Colorado 10 to 7. I just, I'm not impressed. I'm not
2: impressed.
0: Yeah. Does Arkansas win?
2: Wait for yeah. it. You'll find out in a couple minutes, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, we will. All right. Uh, Round three, my last pick. I don't give a fuck what Timmy says. Liberty minus six and a half over Syracuse. Give them to me. Book it. I don't give a damn what he says. Just piss on your <laughs> rules. If you don't like it, pick them yourselves. So, I almost did. Give me, I should have. I could have taken them last week, and they covered, I bet, that game at minus 27 and a half. They won by 28. So, uh, give me some more of that. They beat Syracuse 38 to 21 last year.
3: That's all right, man. We'll just put a little asterisk onto every point you get from Liberty this year. Just remember that. Whatever, dude. I don't
0: want to hear that bullshit. Don't be mad. Um, All right. So, we're good on all the spreads. Timmy. Who you got upset and who?
3: You're going to love this one, man. (laughs) Give me Stanford to bring Chip Kelly and the Bruins back down to earth. You kidding me? I think UCLA caught lightning in a bottle early, and now we're going to see everything come and balance out and get back to chip kelly normal behavior and they'll be two and two after this week book it
0: <sighs> tanner mckee looks really good i don't know why the hell they were playing that other kid in week one and i mean they went on the road and blitzed vanderbilt who sucks i don't care who you play i
2: i like that pick i just
0: didn't have the sack to do it myself
2: eric Who you got in your upset? Give it to me. Uh, Give me Cal over Washington. Um, I still am thoroughly, thoroughly unimpressed with Washington's ability to do diddly-poo on offense. We couldn't do diddly-poo offensively. As tempting as the arkansas a and game was and i think i'm gonna just stick with my original my original bet and just keep cal over washington
3: when's u-dub putting in the bloodline
2: when's the Hewitt kid coming in eric
0: they did score 50 points on arkansas state this yeah, past weekend, everyone scores so. 50 I, I
2: looked at the basically everyone scores 50 on arkansas state this year um it might honestly, it might be as early as Saturday.
0: Well, whatever the whatever the total is in that game, give me the under because both of those offenses are putridly bad. Uh, I didn't so. write that one down for
2: some reason. Yeah, well, too late now. But yeah, Cal over <laughs> Washington, and I think uh, I, th- I think we might see the Heward kid at some point Saturday if the if uh, Morris struggles. I can I can see them falling behind by you know ten points or whatever, and they try to try to get a spark.
3: I don't know what they're waiting for.
0: Cal and Washington both would have to sponsor this podcast for me to want to watch that game. Even then, I would just lie and say I watched it. Hunter, upset alert! I know you're going to pick Arkansas. Do it.
1: Arkansas is going to win. <laughs> I don't. I don't see what everybody sees in Texas A and M. But I am two and seven against the spread, or whatever it is. Three and seven against the spread. So, but I am two and three on upset picks. So, mm. gonna go to three and four on this one. Arkansas over A and M.
0: Arkansas over Texas A and M. Love
3: that. I haven't done too bad on my upset picks. So I like to think I got a little nose for it. And I think you're on a loser there, man. We'll find out.
0: You're not buying the You're not buying the hogs?
3: I'm not buying what Arky's selling, man. I think Texas A&M straps. 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 What, is that, what does that mean? They're going to beat the brakes off them. That's what that means. Well,
0: why didn't you pick them in your spread if you thought they were right, going to do I that? Because I like the
3: action on some of these other games a little bit better.
1: You must
0: think I'm dumb. Sure you do. You're yeah, right. <laughs> Ugh, he's fading Hunter's picks. Love it. For my upset pick, boys, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Give me NC State to beat Clemson this no, week. No, no. This is a just pure and utter picking NC State wow. out of spite for how bad Clemson is, how bad they look. NC State, yeah, they went on the road and lost to Mississippi State, but this ain't on the road. It's at home. Clemson looks like shit on offense. Their defense is still really good. I don't know what the total is. I'd probably take the under, but it wouldn't shock me if Clemson went in there and beat them by 40 but i don't think that's going to happen i think they look like crap and this is a prime upset spot man nc state's really not that bad of a team
3: well i'd be lying to you if i didn't have this one as my backup upset pick i think this one has got some potential now i've i've watched this nc state team pretty closely the last couple of years and a lot of people sleep on them, but they're liable to, to, to beat Clemson, or they could lose by 40, like you said, either way. But I think Jason's right. This is a prime spot for Clemson to choke one off.
1: It looks like a lot of people are kind of leaning that way too. I mean, this game opened at negative 12 in Clemson's favor, and it's moved to nine and a half. So I think a lot of people aren't high on Clemson.
0: They shouldn't be because they look like crap. So this, week, this week's slate of games – Not a bunch of great matchups to pick from. It's pretty terrible. So hopefully it gives us some parity at least, and maybe we'll get a Clemson loss out of the deal.
3: Everybody going to be tuned into that Boston College-Mizzou game this week, though. Bet you that.
0: Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be checking those scores. (laughs) All right, so with that, uh, the only other thing I'd like to cover, Eric, are the Fighting Camels going to get a win this
2: week? Uh, Well, they're not this week because they don't play this week. They're, They're off. But that's the only thing stopping them, because last weekend, they broke their 10-game losing streak. Presbyterian found out that they did not have hoes in whatever area code Buies Creek, North Carolina is in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for for any uh, any listeners who missed it, Campbell, 72, Presbyterian College, zero. Go Humps.
0: Well, Friends of the pod, getting a win. And for those of you who don't know, the Fighting Camels will be on the road. Against my hometown team, North Alabama, and I may or may not go to the game. I don't know. It depends oh, on what I'm going on that day. <laughs> I may have to go see it, man. I don't know what's going to go happen. watch
1: North Alabama beat the fighting camel toes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't have an interesting mascot. They're the Lions. You know, it's not like the blue Hose. I'm going to um, need
3: pictures of you pulling the Lee Corso with the camel head on over there if you go to that game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I might do it. It's like five minutes from my house, so we'll see. All right. Well, I think that is going to wrap us up for the week. Anybody else got any closing arguments, statements, um, any good stuff you want to talk about before we shut her down?
3: I'm just going to throw a couple of coaches on the hot seat here real quick. Manny Diaz and Patton Arduzzi have a seat this week. You're on uh, You're on Firewatch.
0: I think there's a lot of coaches that are on Firewatch. Mike Norville. I, I don't know how many games he can continue to get blown out in before they're like, all right, dude, you got yeah. to do the, something
2: The here. one thing working in his favor is they're, they're already paying two buyouts for Willie Taggart, and they're going to be really reluctant to and adding third onto that, plus staff, plus pay a new coach, so he might get a little longer release just because they misread Taggart's Oregon contract. But um, yeah, it's he, he can only go on for so long before they find some money.
0: Well, I will call this if Michigan State just demolishes Nebraska, Frost might be done by Sunday morning. Um,
2: I don't know. See, I I was thinking because we mentioned talking about you know kind of hot seat updates and. Obviously, he was, he was our number one guy, right? Um, especially now that Clay Helton's gone. And some of the other guys have gotten off to good starts, like Jim Harbaugh and Chip Kelly. But it's like, oh, you know, Frost won a couple of games. They played Oklahoma close. I don't think anyone's going to really hold that loss against him. But their remaining schedule is brutal. Um, they have, I think, the second hardest remaining schedule left after Auburn. Michigan State, Wisconsin, and Minnesota on the road. They got Michigan, Ohio State, and Iowa at home. If... If he survives the season, which is no guarantee, he's looking five and seven at best and probably not coming back after that. So he's he's still my in most danger guy.
0: Well, I'll tell you who else is going to be in danger. Hunter's not going to like it, but let Mississippi State beat LSU.
2: Shit, I was going to say Ooh. it. The,
1: the 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 calls are, are getting louder down here you know after that uh after UCLA lost this weekend that LSU ucla loss got a lot worse yeah i was going to say you wait for mississippi state to beat lsu and they're going to have his head it's a matter of time i mean he's going to have a bad loss again this year it's just
3: it's obvious and when it happens it's going to get ugly don't let it be to another team that wears sissy blue either
0: well that's going to wrap us up for the week boys and girls um you can find us on twitter at south end zone pod Give us a listen. We're available on all platforms. Tell us what you think. Tell us what bets of yours hit, what didn't. You can roast our picks and takes, whatever you like. So go check us out. We'll be back with you for more college football action for week five next week. See you then. Thank you very much. Have a great day.